to a serious one. Yeah. Yeah. So joining you live from the World Championship 2023 in Barcelona, the Living Legend Podcast. Well, Bill, yeah, you, might well, okay. you, might well, you might as well be the host then, because you're because you're back from Cali, or but yeah. no, it wasn't wasn't California. Where were you, Bill? Where were you last week? Because you weren't here last week. Give us a run. Uh, well, first of all, hello everyone. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and welcome, idea. welcome to the Living Legends podcast. Uh, I am Bill. Uh, I will be the host for today. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, as as sort of mentioned, uh, I was mysteriously absent last week, so we'll I'll definitely touch on that. Um, yeah. But first, just to introduce everyone, once again, I am Bill, uh, and joining me as always are my two lovely co-hosts. We have Az from Go Again Gaming. Say hello. Hello. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a pretty loose one. A lot of cards come out and cards that are still coming out over the last few days. Uh, so we're going to touch on some of the standout ones and maybe revisit it um, on future podcasts as well. But yeah, that's me. Uh, I mean, I've got, got well. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, we're going to be talking mostly about cards today. And joining us uh, as our uh, second right-hand man, th- third <laughs> man. How many hands do we have? Uh, <laughs> we have Kel. Hmm. How many hands? Hello, hello. Um. Yeah, it's going to be a spoiler discussion video talking about a lot of uh, heavy hitter stuff. Um. I imagine that the following video will be recapping just everything else that we don't talk about today. Um, yeah. But uh, they basically condensed the spoiler season down into, like, two days. Um, and, uh, well, we're here partway through second day. So almost everything has been released that is going to be released. And then everything else is going to be spoiled, spoiled from the, um, the celebrational. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So uh, lots of really interesting uh, discussions going on as well around a lot of these cards. Um, something that I've noticed people mention uh, more often than not as these cards get revealed, especially for uh, ones like my spoiler, which just came out as of recording today, um, the Olympia rare uh, specialization helmet. Mm. LSS is making good rare equipment. Like, yeah. all of these are actually pretty solid pieces of equipment yeah. um, that we've that we've seen thus far as like the rare specializations. Um I did yeah. see some discussion around whether or not specialization equipment are good. Uh, I think the argument that was made was that uh, it sort of pigeonholes somebody into a specific type of playstyle, but I I don't know if that's necessarily I, the case. Um, I don't know if it is the case either, especially since the heroes pigeonhole themselves to their own mm-hmm. playstyles, right? Um, yeah. yeah, and this is something we've talked about before, where you can make like a really powerful piece of equipment make it a specialization and then not have to really worry about uh, other heroes like bust, like breaking it or whatever. Um, and then the hat specifically. So, so there's a cycle. So I guess we could talk about all of them eventually, but there's a cycle. Every single hero in heavy hitters gets a rare specialization hat. Um, there's one for every hero and mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting because it feels like the hat slot is like one of the more spendy slots in terms of like monetary value, right? Because you want your, your you want your crown. And now there's a bunch of hats, including a new legendary hat. And they they're trying to. It looks like they're trying to like be like, yo, you can you can wear whatever hat you want. You don't have to wear the crown hat, um, which I think is good. Yeah. Um, if 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 these end up being good, 
It'll be very consumer friendly. Um, we'll see. We'll see if everyone just wears the crown anyway. But uh, well, we can talk about those today. Yeah, because they yeah. all they all block for they all block for two. I think. Yes, uh, I believe so... they all block for two in varying capacities. Um, I think some of them. Some of them are temper. Some I think there's one of them that has guard well, which is the new mechanic. I could be wrong. I might be thinking the, of the new one of them. One of them uh, legendary. One of them does, but I think it is legendary. Yeah, I think legendary yeah. one has guard well, which is mm-hmm. weird. It's like a worse temper. It's weird. I don't know. But yeah. well, well, not. It's um, yeah. It, it, I don't know. It's weird. It's battle worn, but uh, all or nothing. Like it's well, battle worn two. Um, it, 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 yeah, it feels like temper but they they really don't want you to block the second time it's like you can only block once and then you can use this effect where temper cards you can block once and then maybe block again or use this effect where the guard will just is like nope you 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 can do both but you can't block maybe that's a maybe that's a good place to start then actually because this is a legendary card which is Mm -hmm. which is obviously uh, revealed and that's called balance of justice um, so we'll read out Guardwell. I might as well read it out here. First of all, the art is fantastic. It looks like it's like Valkyrie style woman on the art, and everyone was like, "Oh, who's this? Who's this character?" And I think also uh, the the lady in your art as well, uh, Kel, that you revealed today. Mm. Also, uh, people are asking, "Oh, who's that?" Um, I mean, I more of these. I, I literally, women. I literally put it in the video that uh, she right. is she's the best new character that's not a hero in the set. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Here um, but yeah, so uh, this is cool art as well from Sebastian uh, G- uh, Giacobino. Sorry if I've... Uh, yeah, Sebastian Giacobino, I believe. Giacobino. Um, yeah. But um, depicting this sort of Valkyrie-esque uh, art. Uh, and this is a two-block generic equipment head with an instant ability which says, destroy this, draw a card, activate this ability only if an opponent has drawn two or more cards this turn. Um, so that could be... That could be uh, a pointer at where the meta might go or maybe something in the future where people are drawing lots of cards. And obviously gold allows you to do that fairly easily. Um, So that's quite cool. And then the guard well, which we was alluding at, is when the combat chain closes, if this has defended, put minus one counters on it equal to its defense. Um, So, yeah, reading that, you know, reading the card, I still don't understand it, really. Oh, it just means you when can the block. combat. Yeah, you can you can only block with it one time. It goes from two defense to zero immediately. Yeah. Um. So, like we were kind of mentioning, like it's the the thing that immediately comes to mind is breaking scales for whatever reason. That's like the first in like instinctually that's the first um, battle worn card that comes to my mind. But uh, breaking scales, you're allowed to block with it one time, and then it sticks around until you use its ability. And that's basically what this is going to be. It blocks for two one time, and that's it. Just in one in one sort of um, burst. Only blocks for two, then does not block for the rest of the game. It doesn't destroy itself on block, but it does destroy yeah. itself on its ability. Yeah. So, okay. Out yeah. of the three main ones that they use, this is probably the worst because it gives you the least amount of options because temper is kind of the same thing, right? Temp- so like a card with temper mm-hmm. two, you can block with it once, right? And then it gets a minus one counter, and then you can block with it again, um, and then it gets destroyed. Yeah, it whereas, dies. whereas this yeah. one you can only block with it once. Period. Then it blocks for zero. Um, yeah. You don't have the option to block with it a second time for one. Um, yeah. So, Something, I think uh, it's actually worse than temper. <laughs> 
Yeah, something I, I did see, though, uh, and something that I think was kind of touched on um, as we were just chatting a little bit, the uh, helmet slot is a weird space for a lot of decks, um, and a lot of heroes specifically, because there aren't very many good helmets in the game. Um, and like when uh, Crown of Providence came out, I know that everybody was still really locked in on um, uh, Arcanine Skullcap being just mm. the best hat in the game. And there I were people that were like, I don't think that this is going to take over. I literally had people that were like, they were like, oh, Skullcap's way better still. Like, it's it's still, <laughs> and then like, no one uses it now. Like, it's, it's like your budget option. Oh, it used to, be, used to be the thing, didn't it? Like, everybody it was, was using it. <laughs> I paid I paid full ticket at like the height of when Skullcap was expensive. I paid like 350 Canadian dollars for my Skullcap. And I, when I did yeah. and I played with it, I was like this card sucks. <laughs> this card is <laughs> not good. Well, it's just, well, it's just boring, uh, right? Like all it does yeah. is block and gives you arcane barrier 3. Like that's all it's all it does. Um I paid $200 for mine, but mine's a cold foil. Um yeah. so Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, so there are some people that are dunking on this uh, headpiece for just like not being Crown of Providence. I think that this card could definitely see, depending on how the meta shifts, um, I think it could reasonably see some play because it's basically, in a way, it is better than Crown of Providence if you activate it because you don't have to bottom a card to draw yeah. a card. You just straight up get plus one card. And yeah. it doesn't cost you anything. It is just if your opponent has cast Art of War or Blood Rush Bellow or whatever this turn, draw a card. Or um, or if they... There, there's some weird cases where you can do... You can still draw for this. Like So if your opponent has like two Ponders, they will yeah. draw two cards and then you could crack this at instant speed uh, before the turn oh, is yeah. over to draw a card so you have an extra card on your turn. Um, so I don't know. Also, yeah, something yeah. that I think is nice about Guardwell specifically is with this, you can block with it on the turn that your opponent has drawn two cards and then use its effect. Yeah. You don't have to choose either or. Um, so I think that that's pretty nice too. You can still get the value of both sides of it. Um, so I do I do like this card. I think that this is going to be um, like potentially a solid option. Again, if like Phi becomes a real thing. There's a spoiler card that is very good for Phi, by the way, in this... Uh, uh in what something that we're going to be talking about today one of the majestics that was spoiled it's basically the opposite of salt the wound yeah uh, yeah but uh yeah i think that five potentially has some some gas here and like we were saying ponders gold tokens um like there's going to be a lot of gold uh potentially still a lot of silver there's there's going to be a million ways for people to draw cards so um I don't think that this is going to be as dead as it might seem like it would be, um, because right now in our current meta, drawing more than two cards on your on your turn, or I guess two or more cards, doesn't really happen. But also, we don't have heavy hitters yet, so yeah. who's to say? This is one of the cards. On the, oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, just while we're on the subject of hats, we could touch on the other ones as well, the other rare mm -hmm. ones, because I know you spawned one of those today, um, or the spike feeders did, I should say. Um, yeah. because yeah, a lot, a lot of the helmets are, we'll go back to what you were going to say in a minute, uh, Cal, uh, but, um, a lot of these helmets do block for two and on stapled onto them is, well, the specialization, the specializations for, for one, which means the, the designated hero are the only one that can use it, but you still got the block two on there, whether it's temper or battle worn or whatever, or blade break, etc. But you've also got a bit of synergy on that hat as well, so you can actually go still go to that hat rather than your standard Crown of Providence 
balance of justice, whatever we were talking about just then, mm-hmm. and and choose these rare hats because they still block for two in your designated hero, and they have synergy behind it as well, which could also get you a bit of value rather than just the generic good stuff, which can only happen once in a while. You've got you got you got value generator on your hat from the off, which synergizes mm-hmm. with your with your hero. Um, but um, yeah, what, what was you going to say, Cal? Before we maybe touch on those again on the hats. Yeah, so balance of justice is one of those cards that I look at, and I think it is powerful enough that if the card is undervalued at launch, I will buy like copies yeah. of of high rarity versions well, yeah. to make sure I have them because I I've seen this happen in other card games too. Um, quite famously, well, maybe it's not famous, but uh, an example of this is a. Uh, just great hindsight it was back when I was into re- really into magic. Um, I was starting to play and uh, getting in com- into commander and uh, cyclonic Rift was a bulk rare. Uh, so I bought like a bunch oh, of yeah. foil bulk of foil cyclonic rifts. And now they're worth like, I don't know, like 60, 70, 80 bucks, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Same, same with uh guardian project and then uh smothering tithe. And there was another one anointed procession. So there's a bunch of cards. That I'm just like, Oh, these cards are sweet for, for like these formats that I like, and they're super cheap. And so I just bought like like eight of them because um, they were like a dollar. And so like, well, I don't think this card's going to be a dollar, but what I'm saying is um, if this the set comes out and this card's like 20, 20 bucks, I'm probably going to buy like a couple of them because this Yeah, I mean, that was, we're getting to good. that stage now. We're getting to that stage now as well. Like Magic has got a massive card pool. We're getting to that stage now where Flesh and Blood's card pool is expanding, you know, mm-hmm with every single set and there will be a time where something like balance of justice is just like ridiculously good or you know another card that is is absolute garbage like frontline scout um you know garbage rare from monarch is actually good because you look at the opponent's hand there is actually a card in this set which says look at the opponent's hand which is quite cool but mm-hmm. you know going off the rails a little bit there a bit bit extreme with my card choice of frontline scout Leave a comment in the section below if you know if you know what that does. Um, but um, yeah, no cheating. Don't, don't, no cheating. Don't, don't go by frontline scouts. <laughs> say don't, that. Don't, don't go. Get your play sets. Uh, you never know. <laughs> an example of something for Flesh and Blood that I did buy a bunch of just because I like the card because the art's really good. Um, when I realized that Exude Confidence was like a dollar fifty on TCG Player, I, I exactly. Li- I literally yeah, bought like I, I bought like twenty five dollars worth of them. I have I own like. Mm-hmm. 20 or 30 of them because like they were like a buck or something i'm like, like this card's cool and make a nice little binder page even if even if not but also it's i don't know it could be good someday zero for four good ability i don't know yeah. um that's a much better suggestion than frontline scout anyway <laughs> it also has better art i'm gonna say it does yeah absolute holy thighball um, exactly uh, one thing uh, i don't but anyway I, one thing i don't know before i move on is the balance of justice um we don't know if it comes in like alternate art because we we have seen a lot of like uh, legendaries in the past equipment come in like this extended art. Um, we we don't oh, know yeah. if this comes in extended art yet. So uh, yeah, interested we, to see. Uh, haven't been told about any uh, of the no we have we no the, marvels the, or alternate any, art so far. Any marvels? Yeah. yeah, we we do know that there are marvels in the set though, right? Like we, yeah, the, the, the product the product knowledge. Oh, so we know the heroes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. As uh, we know the heroes because uh, we can, we can see them on the hero page, but other than that, I don't even know if we're gonna get any other than that. Yeah, but also uh, that actually ties in really nicely with the next card that I want to talk about, 
mainly because that was a really good segue. But uh, next one I want to talk about the spoilers is uh, Aurum Aegis, Aurum Aegis, however you pronounce it. It's oh, the yeah. Victor specialization. So it's the Guardian Legendary Shield. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the, the gold shield. Yes. Uh, so it has temper two uh, and it counts as a gold. And that is it. That is its entire text box. Uh, right now, yeah. I don't care about how this card plays. I am defeated that this is not extended art <laughs> because all yeah. of the shields that we've seen, all the legendary shields at least have been extended art and they're gorgeous. They're so good. So the fact that this isn't extended art actually makes me pretty sad. <laughs> I mean, they could totally yeah. make it extended art. Cause it's only like three lines of text without, without the reminder text. It's just, it's like one line, Victor specialization. Then this is a gold, then temper. That's it. Without the reminder text. It is eight words. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It blocks two. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is a funny, this is a funny card. It's a legendary, by the way, everyone, uh, for the audio, audio only folks out there. Um, the what I what I when I saw when I first saw this, uh, like this counts as a gold. And correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't think this works the way it does in, as it would in Magic. Whereas in Magic, if you have an item that says this is a clue, then it has the abilities of being a clue or like a food or something like that. Whereas I don't think you can crack this for two and draw a card right i think it just counts that, as a gold for other purposes like for cash in and stuff right that's a very interesting i think you're correct because all of the things that we have it's like oh create so for example it's a create a vigor token it doesn't have the the type line of being a vigor token or a gold or whatever right like it is just yeah straight up like it is a gold it's it a has gold. this effect yeah um yeah, like a gold is a generic token item. So a gold is just an item, and then it has the ability to do that. I don't know that that's an inherent part of gold. Um, so I'm pretty sure that it just counts as a gold. So it's like if you want to sacrifice a gold for an effect, um, yeah, you would be able to sacrifice the shield, but it doesn't have the pay to sack this draw card. I'm yeah, like a, relatively certain that that's that's how this works. Yeah, like I'm I'm pretty sure this the way you use this card is that uh, you start the game with this and then you cash it in, right? You block with it early and then you cash it in with cash in. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm reasonably certain that's how it works because gold, like a gold doesn't have uh, an inherent text box. Like gold tokens do, but I don't think that, I don't think that this counting as a gold makes it, have the ability because uh, otherwise yeah. i think they would give if it did i think they would give it the reminder text like it has to sack this draw yeah because it has the reminder text for all the other crap including like the victor <laughs> specialization so yeah 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 that's another thing you can do as well with the with the golden sun because you're already going to have a gold out so if you draw the golden sun you can destroy your shield and then come in for 10 overpower straight away mm -hmm. with the golden sun if you wanted to do that if you want to cast your shield in um but yeah i think yeah i think everyone's right i think that's how it works you know it says this counts as a gold so it's not saying this is a gold it's just this counts as a gold for the purposes of other effects you mm -hmm. know so um i think you'll think you're on the money there with that no pun intended um, <laughs> um, um but yeah it's a fun one there's actually another card that i want to talk about as because i think as was the one that mentioned that um it's interesting that they have 
uh, maybe it was Kel. It was either one of you. Obviously, we've only been talking to the <laughs> to between the three of us. Yeah. But uh, either one of you mentioned that uh, specializations are nice because they can print uh, a type of equipment or an effect oh. for a specific hero and not worry about the class. Yeah, I said that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Kel, um, that reminded me that I also wanted to talk about the uh, the Betsy helmet that was revealed. Uh, so yeah, I want to talk about Good Time Chapeau, which is uh, Betsy's specialization. Uh, so it's a guardian equipment head. So because it's a guardian equipment, my original point is moot because originally I was like, oh, this effect would be really good in Olympia. It would. Um, but <laughs> it's a guardian equipment. It has temper two, which again, for a rare equipment, temper two is actually quite solid. Uh, and then it has a repeatable effect on it, which we don't really see much anymore. Um, it's action, destroy a gold you control. Your next attack this turn gets when this attacks a hero, wager a might and a vigor token with them and then go again. Um, so if this was in Olympia, it would be extremely good. I know that that's really like a non-starter would. of, a, of uh, an argument right now, but like Olympia's effect is just the first time each of your attacks wins a wager, create a gold. So <laughs> if this were just a regular generic like helmet uh this would be incredibly strong <laughs> gosh yeah she replaces itself straight away if you win and then so, you get all the stuff yeah i think this card is really good in draft it's probably good it might be good in constructed too i i, I read a lot of these and like limited as like being really powerful like signpost cards they're like you know mm-hmm. draw you towards playing one here or another but um if we don't have anything more to say about this card have you read the legendary warrior chest then I have actually. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that one because it's also a very interesting card. I think it has the potential to be really, really strong. Um, so this one is uh, by Eswardi Thurianto. Shout out, great, yeah. great guy. Just a just a cool dude. The art on this one is like really cool. I love like the 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 mannequins, like this weird snake statue. It's really cool. I dig it. Yeah, it's like yeah. a it's like a three headed snake or something or other. It looks really really cool. It's what the what the grains of blood spill is the name of the chest piece. It's what it's sort of sitting on. Uh, this is a legendary warrior equipment chest. Uh, it also has temper two, just printing temper two on everything, um, which again I'm not upset about. And uh, whenever a weapon attack you control hits, you may pay a resource if you do create a vigor token. Yeah, uh, and for those of us who don't remember things off the top of their head like I do, um, this is the token that at the start of your turn you destroy it and gain a resource. So it's right. basically um, tectonic plating, but for warrior. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. Kind of yeah, cool. So you're, <laughs> like you're banking, I... you're banking your leftover resources to then just go off on the next turn, aren't you? Essentially. Yeah. What's, so, yeah, yeah, if you have leftover sick. resources, you can just carry them over to the next turn with grains of blood spell. Yeah. Yeah. What's cool about this card is that it's cool. not a once per turn effect. Uh, it's no. just whenever a weapon you control hits, so you can do this multiple times. Um, potentially by using the card that I spoiled that lets you uh, attack multiple times. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, no, I think this is cool. And uh, the the reason I brought this up is because Bill mentioned they don't often do repeatable effects on legendaries anymore, and this is a repeatable effect. Um, and so anytime they do that, they, it immediately stands out to me as being oh, yeah. p- potentially very strong. And I think this is like potentially very strong, right? Um, I, I don't know. This seems like a, it might be a good way to um, a good replacement for, for tunic for some warriors. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's good. Honestly, yeah, I think, just... I think so. It, it blocks for two and it banks extra resources and like warriors love playing blues anyway. 
Exactly. Because um, you need to yeah. pay for buffs and then weapon attacks and then whatever. So if you're not playing something like uh, Decimator Great Axe or anything that costs you three resources to attack, I think this card's great. Like, I think this card's great in Kasai. Um, yeah. Like, ten, eh, maybe maybe it's not quite as good because, I mean, Courage of Blade Hold is so insane in that deck when you're going off with blood on your hands. Um, well, but like Dorinthia, you're only like, attacking like twice. I don't, I don't know if Nukasai is even going to run blood on her hands because it doesn't work with her new, new ability. So in CC, like, I think this might be the better option if you're not. Well, yeah, uh, old Kasai is like, you can't play old Kasai at all, actually, now that I think about yeah. it, because she's LL'd in, in Blitz. Yeah, that's so. actually true. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was uh, thinking of old Kasai. <laughs> yeah, blood no hands. You could you could use blood no hands in CC, but it wouldn't do anything because it's copper related, isn't it? Rather than gold. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, it it would. It's I don't easy know. To if, forget that though. If you have some way to some jank way to generate copper, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's but. the. Uh, I mean, there's the. I forget what the name of the card is, but there's an attack buff that gives you a copper on hit. Oh, um, high striker. Yeah. There's that one. There's also a warrior specific one. It's like outland outland skirmish. That's what it's called. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, um, oh. There's there's a couple other ones too, right? There's like yeah. um like yeah yeah there's there's a couple this other is, ones. Yeah. if that's the only thing you're doing with your copper tokens, like I don't know, I don't I don't think that that works out quite as much because I mean Kasai mm. uh, Blitz original Kasai was able to make like two coppers a turn generally um, yeah. yeah mostly like most of the time more than that as well because of um, spoils of war um, so yeah so. I think the grains of blood spill is very good, uh, especially in a non blood on her hands Kasai deck. I think that this is also also honestly just good in uh, Dorinthia as well. Yeah. Um, because you were using courage of blade hold as like basically th three resources, but this lets you bank extra resources from blues that you've pitched and whatever, and lets you have more consistent turns, which is what Dorinthia really wants anyway. Um, yeah. yeah I, don't know. I think this card's great. Yeah, and those yeah. resources can be used for anything as well, mm -hmm. rather than rather than just making your swords cost less. They can actually fuel other things, which are obviously in this set now, the new stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, a lot along with the new stuff is all the new weapons as well. There's there's loads of stuff that's come out, but there's like this hot streak, for instance. I think is really cool. Uh, the fact that it attacks you, you pay one to attack with it. When this is defended by one or more attack action cards, it gets go again until end of turn. So mm -hmm. yeah, it just plays so many mind games. You could just swing for two, and then they're like, "Yeah, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to block, so it's not going to get go again." But then you could just stack a wager on it. You can stack loads of things on it, and then you're getting loads of value potentially out of the grains of blood spill. You could pay, you know, you could bank resources that way for a better turn next time. You know, there's, there's so many. That's what that's why I love the old, the, you know, these old school esque sets. You know, where there's a lot mm -hmm. of react, there's a lot of reactions, there's a lot of things. That happen after you've declared blocks or before you've declared blocks, and the mind games and the welcome to Wraith parallels are very, you know, it's very sort of nuts and bolts, isn't it? Uh, and a lot of things in between. So I do, I do love all of that. Um, yeah. For the, is, uh... Uh... oh, go ahead. I was gonna say for the, uh, I was gonna read out oh. what Hot Streak does for the the audio people. Oh, yeah. uh, so so um, it, no, go yeah, go for it. It's a weapon. It's a fiery gladius, basically. It's a one-handed sword that attacks for two. And it's once per turn action for one resource to attack. And like I says, it says when this is defended by one or more attack action cards, Hostrix attacks gain go again this turn, which is interesting because um, it's on board. Like your opponent sees it coming. So they just like, yeah, 
they could choose not to do it, which is interesting. Um, yeah, it's a rare. So exactly. Yeah, they leave themselves open to it as well. So if they don't block it, then they could just be open to a shitload of damage from reactions over the top. If they do block it, then they have to then think about what's coming afterwards. So it's like a damned if you do, damned if you don't, which is why I love stuff like that. I love Bolton shot, you know, as a ranger. If you if you block it, then fair enough, I'm just going to ask Norm Pass. If you don't block it, I'm going to be able to do something else. So it's just like the damned if you do, damned if you don't with the hot streak, which is which is probably one of my favourite my favorite weapons. Um, and as, as, Olymp- as Olympia, I think he loves that. Uh, it could just be, it's a rare weapon, so I don't know how, how good it is, but I just think that duality of if you block okay i'm going to be able to do something else if you don't block okay then i can use my grains of blood spill to then vigor up my next my next uh, my next turn or i can attack react over the top and deal you a load of damage um i think that that sort of design space is very cool with the start start in play situation um so yeah probably one of my favorite cards actually um so far is a weapon mm-hmm. you know um so there you go that's that, 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 that there's a hint that's that's my spiel for one of my top five uh, i'm calling it now <laughs> yeah um but yeah another card that i want to talk about um obviously because we're talking about warrior cards i do want to talk about kel's spoiler card um yes. so i might as well do that first actually because there's another warrior majestic that i really want to talk about that i think is maybe going to be a standout card of the set um but yeah kel's spoiler card shift the tide of battle is a warrior attack reaction um do you want to talk about it actually kel since it's your card (laughs) sure yeah um so first of all if you haven't seen the video go watch it it's only like five minutes long um and uh, especially like metal the intro i think turned out very well and i think uh, my my voice acting for it turned out also very well so uh shift the tide of battle is a um it is a warrior attack reaction. It's a zero cost yellow pitch three block. It says target warrior attack with attack greater than its base gets go again. So I would like to point out that is just any warrior attack doesn't have to be a weapon. As long as it's a warrior attack, you can do that. So if, if you're doing an attack action, you can get go again on that, which I think is really, really cool. And there are warrior attack actions in the set. And it also mm-hmm. says the next time an opposing hero is dealt damage this turn, create an agility token. It doesn't have to be from that attack. It can be from subsequent attacks because this is the the kind of like the plunder run text. It just says the next time an opposing hero's ill damage is turn, create an agility token. Um, so the way I describe this in the video is that uh, this is like you get go again now and then you get go again on layaway um, because an agility token pops at the beginning of your turn, unlike a quicken token. So uh, it doesn't pop immediately. Uh, you bank it for the next turn. And this is a great way to do uh, to have consistent go again across multiple turns. Um, and so, yeah, this is, this is fantastic for, um, multiple warriors. I think it's, um, just a really, really playable card that a lot of decks are going to be running, uh, full play sets of, if not, you know, two, two copies of, uh, because like, for example, Dorinthia, you always get go again. If your Dawnblade has a, pl- a plus one counter on it, because mm-hmm. its attack is always greater, a uh, really good synergy with a lot of other weapons too, like, uh, Raiden, Duskbane, um, just any any weapon that buffs itself or any hero that buffs their weapons like Bolton. Uh, this is also a yellow pitch card for Bolton too. I think this is just like really solid. And then for limited, I think it's incredible for Kasai in particular. Both warriors, but Kasai get, getting that go again, being able to attack multiple times with your um, Centauri South, uh, Sabers uh, is going to be great. So that, that's that's my little spiel for 
Shift the Tide. Oh, and then the art, obviously, I think the art is incredible. And uh, the character from it is, like, my favorite new um, non-hero character. I called her the... I said this is a Javazon and, and Boar Squad, because she's got... There's, yeah. like, a, there's like, a boar in the background. Um, there's, like, a boar and, then like, two other dudes. But this is Jav- Javazon and Boar Squad. Rise up. Um, Quality. So, yeah, it was great. Yeah. I think it's uh it is very relevant to when you're mentioning this card um just it, it's so efficient in what it does um like like you were saying it's so easy to have a warrior attack have greater attack than its base um and this basically trades off the glint the quicksilver drawing a card to giving your attack go again next turn um which I think is in terms of warrior like pretty equivalent value uh, it feels weird to say that, but like, especially I think in pretty much every warrior deck, you want your your optimal hand has like a buff that realistically also has a way to give your attack go again, and the giving the attack go again part is the important part. <laughs> yeah. So this like helps out your your future plays, and again, like we were mentioning with uh, grains of blood spill, just makes your turns a little bit more um, like efficient and more consistent as well so i i think this card's great i i, I really really think it's great um i think it's yeah, very it's strong like of... you were mentioning it's a yellow too like works yeah with blocks for three as well and it was obvious and it blocks for three and it works with what i was saying know, about hot streak so if, if you mm-hmm. deal damage if you deal damage it, you know if they don't block it Damned if you do, damned if you don't. The, the what that is the warrior way, you know. It's the reaction over the top that you have to be worried about. And then obviously your next turn is then accentuated massively as a result. And warrior never had anything like that before. You don't get a load. Of, you don't. You, they never had a load of these tokens like vigor, might, gold, cracking off at the start of their turn, and then giving them giving their turn a massive extension or extra buff or go again or or resources. You know, so giving the warriors on hits basically is just—I think it's going to make them a lot, a lot better. Um, but yeah, this is yeah, it's pretty yeah. sick. I think so too. And uh, thank you for the segue because speaking of on hits, yeah, I think this card's kind of crazy actually. Um, this is another uh, warrior majestic uh, warrior action that was revealed today. It's called Commanding Performance. Uh, it oh, is one resource. Like <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't like this one. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Go away. Uh, so this is a warrior action. Uh, it costs one, pitches for one, blocks for three. It's a majestic, so that's the only color you get. Your next warrior attack this turn gets plus three. Not weapon attack, just warrior attack. Mm-hmm. And then until end of turn, your warrior attacks get... So this is for all warrior attacks this turn. When this is defended by one or more attack action cards, destroy a card in the defending <laughs> hero's arsenal. Go. Um... This is my first time seeing yeah. this card. I haven't seen this card yet. Um, wow. I love this card. This card's great. <laughs> yeah, I think um, this card's yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah. When this is defended by one or more attack action cards, uh, yeah, yeah, let's talk about the damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah. That's great. Oh, man. I, I, I yeah, love that they're making okay. more effects like this to make uh, to make CNC less, like, less, like, uh, unique. Um, yeah, which, yeah. Which I think is good. forcing interactions, forcing interactions, and downed if you do, downed if you don't. Again, that's that's come up again and again. This obviously this is great because obviously you might have a vigor that pops at the start of your turn. You can play this for nothing, 
then because mm-hmm. you, or or if you banked resources from grains of blood spill this only costs one so you then play it buff your next warrior attack that next warrior attack might actually have go again because an agility popped before it you might then be able to cycle a gold to get another card in you know it's just ridiculous that's why that's why i'm thinking olympia is going to be one of my favorites because it's all of this stuff is just going to crack and you're going to be able to wager so much stuff the way to getting the wages through is going to be the the part to see if that is you know work trying to trying to worth squeeze through but um but yeah nevertheless you know, this is a, this is a pretty sick card even though i know i'm gonna hate it being played against me <laughs> yeah i think that's i think that's one of the things to mention as well uh or one of the things to keep in mind i guess when it comes to uh wager as a mechanic as it exists in two separate play styles um mm. because correct me if i'm wrong wager is only in guardian and uh and warrior like brutes don't have wager cards they have beat chest mm. uh, I yeah i mean they could play think... they could play wager cards but i don't think they would they don't have them on the mechanic on the hero no yeah not on I the hero but i feel that there are like dual class cards that have wager on them like uh brute, yeah, brute so. guardian cards awesome um, um but yeah anyway yes, from just a there there oh, is uh there is a card called wage might <laughs> When this attacks a hero, mm. you may wager a might token with them. Is a three for seven brute guardian card. So yeah, there there are there are some wager cards, but okay, yeah. But realistically, as like a main mechanic, it seems as though it's mostly guardian and warrior, uh, which I think makes a lot of sense because guardians have the way of making their attacks have evasion of some variety. Like yeah. they have the ability to give them overpower, dominate, depending on what hero you're playing. Um, you have pummel in the deck obviously important um if you're not playing a guardian without pommel i don't know what you're doing um but uh i think that warrior as a wager class makes more sense because you look back to dorinthia as a deck and like realistically they're looking to get one damage over that's like the baseline of what they're trying to do they're trying to get exactly one damage over to trigger their on hits trigger dorinthia's ability um to trigger dawnblade just yeah. to accrue value. You're looking to get yeah. one damage. So if you're wagering and you're only getting through that one damage, that wins you the wager. That's all you need to do. Yeah. So I think as a mechanic in Warrior, wager makes a lot of sense. And I think that because of that, Olympia is going to be really good um, with an asterisk, depending on what gold payoffs we get. Because uh, right now there aren't very many payoffs for the amount of gold that uh, Olympia can make. And just having them be like two resources draw card is not super exciting. Because mm-hmm. um, you usually, because like the argument is you use your blues and turn them into a resource and a card. But you yeah. kind of want your blues to attack or to, to pay for your attacks and your shenanigans and whatever. So, yeah, um, I, think the, I, think, I think with Wario, with all of these new tools and uh, breakpoints, the plus one, you might be able to run more things like CNC and things that then have go again because of the because of the agility, because of the plus one, you've got a CNC of a breakpoint with go again. Um, you know, all those attacks that you wouldn't necessarily run in old warrior decks, you might be able to use now because you've got more resources floating from grains of blood spill. You've got the vigors that that crack to give you more resources. You've got go again and plus one that crack all the start of your turn if you've won a wager the turn before. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's just going to be a different way to play it as well. Um, and you know, there's a lot of as we've seen in this set, w- attack action warrior cards 
that might want mm-hmm. to be played. I don't know whether you know whether that's you know whether it's going to be or whether it's going to be completely optimized and constructed, but um, <laughs> it's just given us another option to play or, it. Rather, or rather or if heavy. Uh, or if Olympia is just going to be another Riptide, where everyone's like, oh, he's got this one niche mechanic yeah. that's cool. Oh wait, uh, it's not that good. Uh, whoops. Um, yeah. It could well I be. Sure hope not. I think that Olympia has a has the possibility of being a really interesting hero. Um, yeah. Again, because because warriors are already so like live or die on mind games. I think that wager, like I've said, makes a lot of sense, and I think that it could be a lot of fun as well. Maybe not to play against because obviously right now, against a good warrior, uh, games can feel pretty one sided <laughs> and pretty pretty miserable. Um, but also, as we've sort of mentioned in a lot of previous, uh, discussion podcasts, um, the, the thing that I find very interesting about warrior is that the more your opponent knows about your deck as the warrior, the harder the game is. And it's like a much bigger Delta than if you're playing a different deck. Like if I was playing a rune blade or something and my hero and my opponent sitting across from me, like knows how to play against viscerai how to whatever like they have a marginally better chance but against dorinthia it actually is like the difference between winning or losing the game sometimes um knowing like being able to run through your head what are the likely attack reactions they have right now what should i play around that sort of thing instead of just oh i know what my opponent's game plan is going to be i'll generally play accordingly that was the issue that was the issue though is that you know people could essentially just work out oh okay if they have a plus three over the top here, i.e. my next turn is affected this way, or if they have a route that's going to equate to seven value or whatever. Yeah, but if they have the a route, that, I'm dead. <laughs> if they yeah. have a route, I'm dead. It's basically the case. But all, 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 all of these extra things gives them extra maths to think about and extra other things that they might screw up because there's lots of stuff to now think about. Mm-hmm. There's vigors, there's agilities, there's plus one on the thing, there's gold. All of these things that are now tied behind warriors potentially hitting you is just more outcomes that you're going to have to think about on the spot which might not be able to get you out of that situation like it did before um which is which is why i like which is why i'm liking the olympia and the wages and stuff because i like all of the inertias blood rots frailties just extra things that your opponent has to think about um Mm -hmm. and couple that with the warrior mind games like you say it's a perfect a perfect match for that mechanic and that game style. So yeah, um, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm, I think I might. I think I might be a warrior main after this set. You know. Oh, this was foreseen well, uh, when you picked. What was the that that one set where you just picked a bunch of warrior cards? I think it was Everfest. I think it um, was. Yeah. Yeah. You no, just no, picked no. like uh, dynasty. Is dynasty. Was it Dynasty? Yeah, yeah we, so. we, we didn't have a podcast for Everfest. Oh, true. True, true, true. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, cool. But, but yeah, yeah. Uh, this this was foretold in the prophecy um, was. that Az was to become a warrior main eventually. I mean, yeah, I think I think uh, I think I think there, there comes a time when, you know, as much as I love Azalea and stuff, I need to play other things. Um, and uh, and this probably will be the deck that I build next will be Olympia, although I don't know how how much how how good it's going to be, but I, you know I don't care about that. I just want to build it because I like the look of it, and I've always liked Warrior, really. Um, so we'll see how it goes. 
Warrior's been like my third or fourth favorite class for a very long time. Um, yeah. And just a cool deck. The, it is cool. The people at LSS know this, which is, I, I assume, why they gave me a, a sweet warrior card. Um, mm. I do remember a long time ago um, when Uprising came out. Um, was it before? It was. It was around there. James asked me what my favorite class was, um, and I just kind of wrote, you know, did did a little rundown of it, um, of my classes and warriors like up there. Dorinthia. If you go back on my channel, yeah. I have multiple videos on warrior deck text. Dorinthia, Kasai, Axe, Dorinthia. Just, just never like. Light. Yeah. Just, just never like. Oh, like, got yeah. Much, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah. Dorinthia was my. And I've said this many, many times. People who have watched my stuff for for a long time, Dorinthia was the hero that I would teach people how to play Flesh and Blood with because uh, she basically did everything that you need to know. Uh, you have to know how to block well. You have to know the reaction step well. Um, yeah. And uh, early Flesh and Blood, a lot of it was knowing how to block against um, Warrior mm -hmm. because there's a lot of um, nuance is more than just like oh do they have the plus three or not because you have to factor in reprise as well um and you know like sometimes you you choose to not block at all to deny them the reprise um like the bonuses you're like oh if they have if, if you soul read their glint the quicksilver then you're like well, you know what fine I'll, i just i'll just take it and you don't get a draw card and uh yeah now you just who, who cares like i'll take that's the another thing is that's another thing as well. Like all of these new stuff, you can still use the old stuff with Olympia if you wanted to. So you still got all of those effects that you, you can throw in the mix when you're playing mm -hmm. as well. So it's just, yeah, a lot to think about, which is, which is good. It really opens up the classes. Yeah. Uh, and for everyone out there, they're talking about Olympia, but my, my, my warrior pick is Kasai from this set. Um, yeah, I, she's good. I think Kasai is like probably the, I don't know. I, I think I've said this before. I think Kasai is probably the best hero mechanically in in this set. Um, she has two abilities. One of them gives you card advantage. The other one gives you resource reduction, and uh, that seems very very strong. Um, yeah, so. those have both historically been pretty good mechanics to have. So <laughs> yeah, yep. and uh, they're both free. Um, in that you don't have to do any resources for them. You just you have to draw a card, or you have to just have cards in your bin. And then you just you just do it. Um, so I'm not I'm not one of those people who makes like meta prediction top tier lists or whatever. But if I was, I would put Kasai high high on that uh, for constructed. Um, Kasai and Ko are my two picks for the set. But anyway, um, oh I'm really excited to build Ko. Oh man, am I excited to build Ko? <laughs> I think I think Ko is, is exclusively block or uh, six attack things because of his effect. Big fan. Yeah, <laughs> Ko is interesting. Um, I, yeah, I'll be interested to see the decks and see how how powerful they are. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I want to point out uh, a really cool card since we're still talking about Warrior. There's a card called Perry Blade, and Perry Blade oh, yeah. is just uh, it's just a really cute yeah. it's a really cute card. So uh, it's a it's a rare Warrior one handed sword attacks for two. Um, Notably, it has zero block because this is a weapon that can block. So it's a once per turn action for a resource to attack. And then it gets plus two block while defending a weapon attack. And then it has blade break. So Parry Blade is like the first weapon that you can block with, which I think is just kind of like 
I don't know. It's just kind of it's just kind of cute, and fun, fun to point out. Um, so you can you can draft this thing and have even more health, which I think is like it's probably yeah. pretty. This is actually like probably pretty good in limited, like heavy hitters limited. Um, just fits so well, doesn't it? Because there's loads, there's loads of one-handed weapons in the set, and you know the fact that you can draft or you know pick this up in your sealed pool and actually have plus two defense when you're getting attacked by another hero's weapon. You know, it's just a, a lot. A lot is riding on the weapons, um, which I think is is just so fun. Can't wait to just be like, oh yeah, parry your hot streak that's coming in. Uh, you know, it's just it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a great experience. I think the whole limited and sealed. I also I also like the the art on the card just because it's funny yeah. to me to think about it in terms of real life because the sword is just kind of floating in it's just floating in a room. It's just like <laughs> it's just there. I mean, obviously they're using it to like, oh, here's the backdrop, here's the sword, just to showcase it. But I mean, when you think about it logically, I think it's just kind of funny. It's just a floating, yeah. It's just a floating sword, just floating. Yeah. <laughs> um, so same, same with hot streaks, just like levitating above the arena, just like I'm here. It's like a like a broomstick in Harry Potter or something, just like levitating there in in the quick yeah, arena. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I do <clears throat> want to talk about one. Uh, additional card uh, just for cards that are like standouts I think is sort of the um, yeah. the idea at least the, the way that I've been approaching this uh, this discussion today Yeah. Uh, there's a guardian card that I think is going to lead to some pretty insane uh, like punchback turns um, like heal turn now I'm the uh, I'm the beat down sort of deal uh, this card's kind of crazy it's called prime to fight mm-hmm uh it is a majestic guardian attack action blocks for three attacks for nine pitches for one and costs five so it's a five for nine which doesn't sound great it sounds pretty like middle of the road it doesn't have an on hit or anything but it does have two very interesting abilities if you've controlled a vigor token this turn this costs one resource less to play if you've controlled a might token this turn this gets plus one attack so Pretty interesting. This becomes, if you've had a Vigor, if you've had a Might, this becomes a 4 for 10. Pretty cool. Then you factor in what Vigor and Might do. This is a 3 for 11. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, Yeah. it's a stack, don't they? Yeah. Right. It gets the plus 1 from the Might, and and you have a resource floating from the Vigor. So really, it's like, if you have a Vigor, break it, this costs 2 less. If you have a Might, break it, this gets plus 2. Kind of. This um, this is just like Big Chungus card, right? It doesn't have any on hits or anything. It's just like here's some damage. That's all it does. It's just a big, big Chungus. Yeah, just just large damage, big man. Yeah, (laughs) just like one of those one of those turns where you blocked with, let's say, you blocked with like two cards on your previous turn, and you just happen to have a vigor and a might token in, you know, you know. but off your off your last turn, say you've defended and you've got a vigor from a clash or whatever, you know, on your next turn you can just present a three for eleven, and mm-hmm. then just be like, and then just be like, yeah, it's just a nice little. I can try and wrestle my way back into this if I've got the right stuff, sort of situation, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, like you said earlier, um, but yeah, it's really cool. I like it. I mean, you can do like yeah. insane amounts of damage with this because you can also prep it with uh, those aura cards that pop at the beginning of your turn and give you like a bunch of damage. So if you do the one from the set, oh, that gives geez. you like a plus five, that's a yeah. six, the 16. 
Um, 16 for three resources. <laughs> you, there, there's some like kind of bad equipment that can make this better. And like, say, say you get this in limited, right? There's some common equipment that, that, that just kind of suck, but would work with this. Like uh, you just destroy it and get the token. Let me try to find them on here. Uh, ooh, this, is, this is a, yeah. So like, here's, here's a, um, no, no, that's, that's not the one I'm thinking of. There, there, there's some equipment. Let me, let me try to find them. That they're like, you just break them and you get that token. Uh, here we go. Gauntlet oh, of Might. Yeah, yeah. Brute Guardian Equipment. Destroy this, create a Might token, go again. Has Blade Break blocks for one. So th there's a cycle of these that uh, they do all of the tokens. Like one of them is you destroy it, you create a agility. One of them is destroy it, you create a Might and yada yada for all of the, all of the tokens and, and heavy hitters. They're just common pieces, but like... Normally, I think they're just draft, draft chaff. But hey, if you draft that uh, that attack we were just talking about, uh, these become maybe cards that win you the game. Mm -hmm. yeah. Fight. yeah, it can be pummeled too, which is always fun. It um, can so be it can, pummeled. It can turn into a what a plus. What, to be, what's the red? What's the red one? Plus four. To, to be fair, yeah, so it's 15. <laughs> almost every card. almost every card in this set can be pummeled. To be honest, exactly. Yeah. Almost every card in the set costs like two to two to four. Um, yeah, sometimes every card in the set costs a billion. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple that don't, and you know that's a good segue to the. It might have been a card that Bill was alluding to earlier. Um, it's a it's a generic, majestic. It's blue pitch, zero cost. Oh three block attacks for two and it's called nasty surprise um and this card it's a weird it's a weird one it says when an opponent's effect puts this into your graveyard from anywhere create an agility might and vigor token so um yeah. what's kind of cool about this is well first of all ninjas like it because it's a zero zero three block three yada yada um or zero blue block three um also it has a two attack so for whatever reason you can if you're Benji, you can Benji this in. Um, but if your opponent uh, makes you discard this, say from like, I don't know, Codex of Frailty or something, uh, then you just get all the things. Um, you get agility, might, and vigor. So I think this is an interesting yeah. card. I think this is a yeah. Codex of Frailty. Hey, Az, how you feeling? <laughs> oh, God, go away. I always got to do my my my, my uh, check-in whenever there's a card that just dunks on a ranger card. <laughs> Yeah, so, it's like a you know, it's like seeking destroy as well. Just destroy all your, you discard your hand and your arsenal. Okay, I discard this then, and then I get all the things to crap back at you yeah. next turn. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, yeah and, and then they punch you back with that uh, that, that card we just talked about because they yeah. they now have a might, agility, and vigor, and so now that eleven attack is a three for eleven that has go again because you have an agility token as well. Uh, exactly. So they can yeah, they can punch you with a hammer too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a temp it's just a tempo switcher isn't it that's what that's what it is yeah. potentially um but um yeah uh, another another thing as well what, while we're speaking about um ninjas i think there was another card as well called tenacity which is also like the reverse salt the wound this is yeah earlier. yeah this is the one i think yeah. bill was talking about yeah um uh, so i'll read i'll read this one out it's a yellow it's a yellow pitch uh yellow pitch uh three block two attack cost nothing to play I think it was spoiled by Yuki, actually, this one. Um, and uh, it says, when this attacks, it gets plus X power, where X is a number of defending cards on the combat chain. Hmm. So that's pretty good if they're if they're you know, doing a huge, extensive 
block against you and that's normally the case if you're doing ninja stuff there your 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 combat chain is very large and they're blocking quite a lot so you can mm-hmm. then you can then end with this tenacity which could then be like a a zero for five maybe i'd say on average mm-hmm. zero for five six something like that this is an interesting card um, this is my first time actually yeah. seeing this one um it's interesting because it only does it on attack so it doesn't count cards that have block it um and yeah. then it's also interesting in that it's on the combat chain not this turn so mm-hmm. you still have to have the active chain so yeah it definitely is better in like in a class like ninja where you just have constant attack, go against with, without attack, breaking yeah. the combat chain hmm. yeah interesting but i think it's yeah. good design space that makes the, all of those caveats means this card isn't just like insane but it could be good mm-hmm. in certain decks hmm. interesting i think in heavy hitters uh, limited uh, this is probably terrible <laughs> it's probably not not very good at all um, no, exactly, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i think so this is just gonna be a zero for i don't know like maybe if you did a war did a sword and then somehow gave it go again with kasai and then now you're then you attack with this maybe it's like a zero for four or five if you're if you're lucky i don't know yeah it counts defending cards which uh, which is interesting because it, it so it'll count uh, equipment, uh, so there's that as well, um, but yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think it's really interesting for that card specifically because it plays so opposite to salt the wound. Um, it just it, it's it, like as has been saying, uh, damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's mm-hmm. like okay, am I playing around? Uh, tenacity or am i playing around salt the wound on this big turn <laughs> yeah. um and if you play into the wrong one or play i guess against the wrong one um then you're kind of hooped because this is it functions very similar obviously it has a much lower ceiling than uh salt the wound does um because you know you can pretty realistically have you know five attacks on the combat chain but your opponent can really only block with a maximum of nine cards if they block with all of their equipment and they drew a card on their turn or something or on your turn oh you can block with yeah let me let me think yeah nine yeah. there's four equipment four cards in hand plus arsenal so that that's base nine if you drew a card they can block with more i guess um yeah so like but like when would your opponent ever really want to do that like to no. blow absolutely so, everything on a singular turn against so, one of your three copies of tenacity <laughs> so yeah, yeah one of the downsides of this card is that it is yeah exactly it, it's it's opponent dependent right so like yeah. it, it it might not be great for you and you might your opponent just might not block in ways that this card is very good um because I, I i have a lot of experience playing a card that's similar to this with the uh, spreading plague and Spreading Plague is like a, a reaction that gives them a Blood Rat Pox for each card that they've blocked with on that particular uh, attack. Um, and sometimes it's great, and sometimes it does, like, nothing. Um, and I have a feeling this might be similar. Um, yeah, it's very dependent, isn't it? I think it, that's a pretty on? accurate... Um, like... I think that's a pretty accurate assessment of, of this card, and most, like opponent dependent cards like bingo <laughs> yeah b- bingo is a it's its own thing what so like when i when i see a card like this um i'm thinking like okay what's the average case scenario on this card is it just like a zero for four is that like the average 
amount because normally someone will block with two cards from hand and then present a present a two card attack back. Like isn't, I would say that's probably the average play for flesh and blood, right? Uh, block two cards, yeah. present present two cards back, maybe plus a card from arsenal or something like that. Blocking, what's what's that? What's what's blocking? Yeah, I never heard of that one. Is that a mechanic? <laughs> yeah, I heard so, it's something that guardians like to do. Um, <laughs> something that must have just introduced in this set because I've never blocked before in my life. That's right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> so, like, on average, this is probably just a, a yellow zero for four with no go again. Um, mm -hmm. Probably, yeah. Yeah, but it has it has high upside, and potentially sometimes it's just a zero for two. I don't know. It's interesting. I think I think people will play with it for sure. Oh, ninjas yeah. will play with it for sure. I don't know if anyone else is going to play with this. Um, yeah, again, I think the sort of value in it is the fact that it is played alongside um, Salt the Wound. It is like you have that mind game of one or the other. And in that way, its existence is kind of interesting because then your opponent will always sort of second guess, like, am I playing against or am I playing uh, around Salt the Wound or Tenacity? Like, yeah. It could always be there, so I don't know. It's uh, just another level of mind games. That is that, that. I think that's what the game needs as well. It's not like, oh, okay, I know he's going to be playing this salt the wound now. You know, mm -hmm. you, it, it could be a it could be a yin or yang situation. You don't know which one of the two it's going to be. You know, and if you mm -hmm. make the wrong decision, uh, then you're punished for it. There isn't there isn't enough of that in the game at the moment. Everyone just knows what everybody else is doing. So if there's if there's multiple you know, versions of cards that you can use which are similar in a way but not you might sort of punish those people for for assuming it was the thing that it wasn't basically um and i think that that's all part of the game as well and that's what they're that's what they're doing here with all of the you know the reactions and the wages and stuff they're bringing the mind games back into the forefront which is you know games can be one off of the off of the mind game off of the bluff that's a big a big part of you know a lot of poker and card games is the bluff can you do that you know and if you can then that's just even more skill yeah um, absolutely so, yeah yeah well speaking of skill <laughs> uh, anyway i'm going to talk i'm going to talk about seduce secrets uh seduce yeah, yeah. seduce secrets is a uh I don't know if I would call it jank, but it's it okay. It's a zero cost generic instant, so it doesn't block. It's a yellow pitch card, and it says, "Look at target hero's hand and the top card of their deck. If this was played from Arsenal, draw a card." Um, yeah. So this is potentially a card that replaces itself by drawing a card if you play it from your Arsenal. So that's like not the worst, and you get to look at your, the opponent's hand and the top card of their deck. Um. The art is by Sam Yang, and uh, so you know, fr friend of the podcast, Sam Yang. Well, I'm definitely gonna have to ask him about this art uh, when he comes on and uh, chats with us next. But um, uh, yeah, this card is interesting. Um, I don't know if it's any good, but I, yeah, sure. <laughs> that's, that's I, my, I think that's my reaction. Yeah, sure. I think that. I think this card is absolutely amazing. Do you know why? Because it reminds me of a card I said earlier, Frontline Scout, baby. It Hell does, yeah. It does have the front, It does have the Frontline Scout if you played from Arsenal draw card uh, text. Yes. There's also like a Fervent Forerunner or something like that that does something similar. 
Um, no, I think fervent forerunner is one you're thinking about. Frontline scout is look at the defending hero's hand. If it's played from Arsenal, it has go again. Um, uh, if, if I think if you play the fervent forerunner from your Arsenal, if it hits, you draw a card. I think something looking at it, something so. like that. This is better than both of those, by the by the way, because no, it's uh, not. because this one <laughs> like draws you a, like actually just draws you a card when you play it from your Arsenal. So like on your turn, yeah. you could turn like. Uh, you know, say say you somehow arsenal this card, and then um, on your turn you you play it, and then now you have a five card hand, right? Um, like actually yeah. a five card hand, uh, and you get to look at the, the opponent's hand and the top card of their deck, which might be relevant. Um, I don't know how good yeah, this I mean, is though, because it doesn't block and it requires a lot of a little bit of setup. And hmm, I mean we we we've spoken about this before. You know how, how much. How much is information worth? You know, there was a card. What was it? Lost in thought. Maybe we spoke about before. Oh yeah, the one that revealed. Do you reveal? Do you look at your ha the opponent's hand of that one? I think you do, don't you? Do you look at the opponent's hand and discard a card or something? Well, so you, yes, yeah. You look at your opponent's hand, choose a card from it. They put it on the bottom of their deck and create a ponder. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, see, so yeah, something like that. So, the 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 good part about Lost in Thought though is that they you take a card from their hand. This card doesn't do that. Um, you just look at it, and you can be like, "Oh, yeah, you just cool." Get to see that it's there. <laughs> yeah, you're like, "Oh, cool. I'm dead next turn." Um, yeah, so I mean, you get you get to you get to evaluate what their turn is going to be, but how valuable is that? You know, it's just like you you have to try and figure out whether by looking at their hand on your turn. This is an instant, though, I guess. So you're not actually wasting anything by doing this because it replaces itself also. So if so, if you if you play this first before you do anything else, you draw a card. You're not you're not you're not losing anything, are you? You're just gaining information for nothing. Is well, yeah. Right? well, yeah. Essentially, but you have to you have to play from your arsenal to draw a card. So play you have to arsenal, yeah. you have to have that set up. Um mm -hmm. Yeah, so you can then so then you can structure you can structure your turn on what your value is against what they're gonna crack back with you, crack back at you next turn, perhaps. So you can you can potentially get something out of that because you're you, the, the the trade that you're going to make with them just by looking at their hand, your five cards for their five cards, you know you're going to get more out of it. So you can structure that, I guess. But I just don't know how much so how much that effect is going to really matter in a proper game. You know? So this card has the the same detriments that old traps did. And if folks remember out there, if you're if you're old flesh and blood fogey, that uh, you could used to only be able to play traps from your arsenal. And so with this card essentially does is because you draw your hand at the end of your turn in flesh and blood you draw this in your and at, at, at the end of your turn right now it's your opponent's turn you have a card in your hand that doesn't block and all it does is you can play it and look at your opponent's hand while they're killing you with with the hand um so you have to sandbag it during their entire turn right and then now it's your turn now you have this in your hand you have to also not pitch it and not play it save it again Stick it in your arsenal and wait till your turn. So you have to wait an entire turn cycle before you can draw a card with this. And it just has to sit in your hand and do nothing. You can't pitch it. You can't play it on your opponent's turn. You can't block it. You have to wait. And so is it worth sandbagging an entire card for a full turn cycle to draw a card? Um, and the answer is probably yeah. no. You're probably going to die uh, because Flesh and Blood is like not a game where you can like turtle around like that. Um I, uh, Unless you're I playing some weird combo on. deck or something, maybe maybe you can do like a combo or something. I don't know, but 
Yeah, <laughs> I am a big fan of the. Uh, you can look at your opponent's hand as they're killing you, and you're like, ah, oh, nice, very good. Yeah, thank right. you. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, unlike a trap, you can technically play this on your opponent's turn. You just don't get a draw card. All you get to do is look at their hand in the top card of their deck, and then you're like, oh, cool, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, no blocks because uh, I played this card that doesn't block. Um, yeah. So, yeah. um, I something that I think is interesting actually, um, just as like a, a thought experiment because it came to mind. Uh, as we're talking about this, what do you think they would have to do to print a zero cost instant that just has like unconditional draw a card or uh, like on your opponent's turn draw a card? Yeah, like Sigil Solace, but it draws a card instead of gaining life. Yeah, but draws a card. I feel like that card is not printable in flesh and blood. <laughs> no, it's too good. Like, uh, so, yeah, that so, card, that card's too good. so my, my thoughts are like, if it's blue, obviously it's too good. If it's yellow, I think it's still too good. And if it's red, it's nuts and Dromai. So it's like, yeah. Uh, you know, you can, I don't think you can print that card. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's, uh, I don't think there's a way that you could use that effect unless it had a gigantic downside, which made it unplayable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like, um, yeah. Unless also, you lost an in, lost an, lost an intellect next turn or something. I don't know, yeah, but... like I, I Even, still think people would play that. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. they would for sure. Like, people yeah. play so in in competitive Yu Gi Oh. People play cards that are like draw two cards now, but next turn you you know can't or you, you don't draw for the next two cur- turns or whatever. And it's like, who cares? Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna win this turn, so I'm just gonna play all these cards and kill you now, and then I don't care. Like, like Kano would love that card, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, you're just like, oh, I have an instant that on your turn allows me to draw a card. Cool, thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I will note a couple things with the Seduce Secrets. Uh, you can play it with Codex of Blood Rot by putting this card from your hand down into your arsenal with Codex, Codex of Blood Rot, and then you could play it to draw a card. So that's not nothing, um, but more use case for Codex of Blood Rot. And then also in Limited, um, you could use this to draw a card and get free attacks with your Kasai, I guess. Um, so if you're playing Kasai limited, this might do something other than not, it also just might kill you as well for the same reasons I said before. Um, when they're just like me, smash you pitch three attack eight. And you're like, Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to try to keep this to do secrets. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Pitch four attack Instant. 11. Uh, it's like, Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at your hand and draw a card. <laughs> uh, oh, you're gonna hit me yeah. for an eleven again next turn. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. To be fair, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so, not even um, like it's not even like you can use this into gold at instant speed because it's gold is an action, isn't it? You can't. Yeah. You, you can't filter this into your gold to draw a card either. You have to do that as an action on your turn. <laughs> um, if so, if it had like, you may put the card on there like if you look at the top card of their deck you can put it on the bottom if you want that'd be great i think that would be interesting right like Like, fate seal oh that'd be sweet yeah like i think that would be a good sort of stat line for this card to be if you could because it doesn't impact their turn as it is but it impacts their turn later um in in a way where Mm. it's like oh you see their you see their uh codex of frailty or something after they've blocked a decent amount and you have this in your arsenal, it's like, okay, well I can put that on the bottom and potentially save myself from a thing. So if we're all in agreement that this is kind of jank, what is the actual like best jank case scenario for this? And I can think of two, two, 
two reasons why you would want to look at the top card of your opponent's deck other than like being like, oh, this is what you're going to draw. I can play around it or whatever. Um, or just know that you're going to die. So one of them is pretty obvious, and that would be Arachne or just Assassin with contract cards. So you can see the top card of their deck so you can tell what if you're going to want to do the contract or whatever. But with Arachne, you get to do that anyway, right? His hero ability or their hero ability yeah. lets you just do that anyway. Um, and this combined with the hero ability is like also like pointless because if you put it back on top and then you do this, you just see the card that you literally just put back on top. Um, yeah. Um, or, or hear me out. Grinding gears, <laughs> me mechanologist. Yeah. <laughs> so you can play this a grinding gears mech to, wow. to see what cards you want to grind away. Um, yeah. That's based. Yeah. yeah I know that. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm just, I'm, I hope there's some, you know, winning, falling deck lists with seduce secrets in its list. Come on, somebody I, has to use it. I, hey, if someone's got like the super mm. secret tech, let us know in the comments oh, God, down below. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely, very interested. It has to be better than grinding gears, mech. All right, and it has to. You can't just say <laughs> you can't just say like, oh, an arachne. It has to be like, actually, like yeah, there has to be a strategy. Yeah, like. Jeez. It can't just be a crack bobble that you get a look at your opponent's hand <laughs> with, right? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like, brilliant. yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think for it to be like worthwhile to keep it around in your arsenal, I think you would have to have the like the lost in thought um, text on it, like if played from arsenal or something. Like the card that you look at from hand on top of deck. Maybe you put, you can choose to put both of them Ooh, on the bottom you know you know it would be um, awesome if you could swap them if you're like look at the top look at the top awesome. card of your deck and the card from their hand and then you could swap the cards that would be cool oh that's um, that's wild actually i like that a lot <laughs> yeah that that would be sick um oh okay wait wait i have another i have another i have another case for this card okay so in upf th these are all t terrible i mean amazing decks uh, so in UPF, this could go into my Bobble Dunk Ranger deck. So I can look at the top card of their deck to make sure if it's dunkable, right? So like you can you can do the thing where you put the bobble on top and then dunk the bobble. But there are other cases where like maybe they have something terrible on top, like a like a like a fabled or something, you know, like a heart or an eye, and you can be like, ooh, now I'm gonna dunk that into your arsenal. So yeah. I, th I think yeah. you could run this in the Bobble Dunk deck. So there's that. <laughs> You're on this in, in the the Bobble Dunk UPF deck. Um, the deck's already jank I mean, enough, so this, this this isn't gonna hurt the deck all that much. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to hate it, and I can't I can't hate it. It's impossible. Yeah, like yeah, sedu I mean, seduce secrets into Codex of Inertia, dunking their Eye of Aphidia into their arsenal is. Uh, I want to see that. I want to see that happen. Yeah, huge feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> All of our faces would be like the, you know, like the guy on the art. You know, look at his face. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> if that happens, oh man. Uh, the yeah, thumbnail like a... needs to be the thumbnail needs to be seduce secrets art. If you can get a high res of that, <laughs> I'm uh, not sure if you can, but probably not. Sam Sam doesn't often post his art, uh, but no. uh, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. the guy's face. Yeah, that's good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, let us know why Sidu Secrets is your favorite card from the set in the comments down below. Yeah. Also, uh, just in general, what 
cards are you most excited for? Uh, what is yeah. speaking to you? Uh, interested to see how this set is working for people, especially those that don't play the three classes that are in here. Um, uh, there, always interested. There see. is a card that I'm really excited mm -hmm. for in Limited. I don't know if it has a full cycle. I've only seen the red version. It's called Down But Not Out. And I think this card is like... Oh, well, yeah, this, this card. Good. This card's also just Big Chungus in... In, in limited Big chungus tempo swing yeah yeah the card's sweet so it's a three drop it's a red pitch i don't like i said i don't know if there's a cycle i don't know if this is a yellow and blue all i've seen is the red um mm -hmm. but it's a three drop uh red blocks for three i would have assumed this card blocks for two based on what it does but it actually blocks yep. for three which is like kind of crazy um yeah. it has a base attack of five don't worry it's gonna actually be attacking for eight but it has a base attack for five and it says when this attacks a hero if you have less life and control Fero equipment and tokens than them, this gets plus three overpower. And when it hits, create an agility, might, and vigor token. So, so if you have yeah. less life and less equipment and tokens, which I can see that happening like a lot, like that's not mm -hmm. uncommon at all. Uh, then this is a three for eight with overpower on hit, create one of all the tokens. And it also blocks for three. I think this card's like, this card's sweet, and I think this is going to be yeah. this is going to be a limited like a very high pick in limited, in my opinion. This is this yeah. is just a rare. It's not a majestic. Uh, so if you're like drafting, I I don't know if I'm going to pass this that that often. Uh, as someone who really enjoys drafting and the draft experience, dude, this card is like premium. Outside of like some of the majestics and legendaries and stuff, this card's a banger, dude. Um, and even in freaking Ko. It counts as a six attack for the discard stuff because it's a five yeah. attack. Uh, mm. I guess you probably wouldn't want this on Reinar or whatever, but even then, three for eight, pretty good. Um, yeah. Um, obviously, with the equipment as well that we were talking about earlier, some of the equipment just say destroy this, get a thing. So you can actually strip off your equipment to make sure that you're, 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 you have got less equipment than your opponent as well. And mm -hmm. um, you can sort of satisfy that condition a bit easier by just destroying or getting naked, which is which is what I like. <laughs> so um, strip violently. That's so like, right. what this card <laughs> reminds me of is like Wounded Bull, right? Like, but but yeah. like obviously a much higher upside. And everyone was like, oh, Wounded Bull, three for seven, three for eight, but doesn't do any like no evasion or no on hit. But this is like a three for eight with overpower. And then also makes all those tokens if it hits. Um, I think this card's really yeah. good. I don't know how, yeah, how good it is for like constructed, but for limited, this card's a banger, dude. I mean, like somebody, I think it was in our local Discord, was talking about it. I can't find the discussion right now, but uh, somebody mentioned that this kind of feels like majestic power level rare. And yeah. I don't disagree. <laughs> like, no. this yeah. is a lot of stuff. If it was like pick one of the tokens, then I'd be like, okay, sure, this is a rare. The fact that it gives all three and it blocks for three kind of feels like a majestic. Oh, <laughs> no, blocks for three too. Yeah, 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 yeah three blocks. Jeez. So like, I must be a must be a red cycle only. So yeah, I'm mm -hmm. I'm guessing it's only red, and I think they put it as a rare for limited. Like I think this is just like yeah. this is your yeah. li like one of your limited all star finishers. Like this is your, one of your high pick cards. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, this card's like crazy good. Yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. That's one of the ones that stood out to me. Any other ones stand out to any of y'all? Um, 
I don't I know think... whether we I don't know whether we mentioned Bill's spoiler card, whether that was before we started recording or not, but that was quite cool. Correct. Oh, yeah, the, we didn't actually. Um, Another hat. Let me... So, yeah. So there's a uh, there's a very interesting there, or I guess there was a very interesting um, like just amount of discourse <laughs> that was on the uh, <laughs> the uh, purple Discord uh, when this came out, and the consensus was if Olympia has good gold payoff cards, this helmet's like insane. Like this helmet is really really good. Um, yeah. If there aren't very many gold payoffs, then like the helmet is fine, but then Olympia doesn't do anything. So it's kind of like, I think that the the long and short of it, from what I understand, is that uh, this helmet is good in Olympia, period. And if Olympia is good, this helmet is crazy. Um, what it is, uh, prized Galia, its uh, warrior equipment head has temper two, uh, and it's the Olympia specialization. It's a rare, as we were mentioning. And it has attack reaction red destroy this target weapon attack you control wagers a gold token with the defending hero. Yeah. Um, so very specifically, it is only weapon attack, which makes it a little bit awkward. Yeah. But I think it's offset by being in uh, a source of wager that's at attack reaction speed. Yeah. Most of the other stuff that we've seen, I think there's maybe only one other reaction that does wager stuff. Everything else is very telegraphed. And obviously this is telegraphed by being an equipment that's on board but you can also choose your spot for it. And I think 90% of the time when you're activating this, it reads create two golds because you yeah. also win the wager with, and you have Olympia's ability. Um, so like one, one resource create two golds is an insane rate for golds. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yes. And again, it was, um, it's, it's all part of the damned if you do, damned if you don't also again because you know you've got that starts in place you know stays in play gold generator on a reaction mm. so it's very similar to the assassin cards that obviously kel spoiled to high hell um you know it's very similar to those uh, where you've got this and it's the, the mechanic of like scowling flesh bag you've always got this thing that's hanging over your opponent's head is oh they could activate this at any time um it's hard to quantify what that means um, mm -hmm. because I don't know if we are, I don't know how many more cards we've got left, but, um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's great. And as, as, as we were discussing earlier as well, the helmets, you can easily put this helmet on rather than just run your standard crown of Providence or generic helmet. You know, all these characters now have a specialization, which really synergizes with them. So yeah, it's very, mm -hmm. very, very cool. And I will definitely be using this if, um, well, not if, when I probably build, um, olympia so yeah lovely card yeah very very excited to have been able to spoil that because i think it's if olympia is uh, again it's, i don't think it's like if olympia is good this card is good i think it's just this card is good play it in olympia yeah that's right <laughs> this yeah. this does what you want it to do and it blocks for two and right. also the the art was carlos cruchaga as well um huge which, shout out uh, which <laughs> Which which we all know is one of your favorites. Uh, so, yeah, he's uh... he's a good guy. Although I will say, um, I also am a big fan of uh, Othon Nicolaitis and yes. uh, Iswardi Therianto, specifically because of uh, Barcelona. That's right. Uh, yeah, Othon Nicolaitis is just like a cool guy. He just like I hung out with him like for about five or ten minutes every day, and he was just like, yeah. <laughs> How's it going, man? Like he was very chill. I owe him yeah. a cup of coffee. Uh, the next one that I see him at. So, <laughs> yeah, nice. 
Did you did you did you show off your watercolor uh, artist proof on the podcast before? You, I think you did. I didn't you? think I Watch did. Watch. I don't know where it is off the top of my head, but yeah, I got a. Uh, I think I mentioned it right after we came back from Barcelona because it was a big deal. Uh, I got. Yeah. Uh, fabled CNC artist proof. Ah, yes. Um, with like yeah. a beautiful, beautiful watercolor on the back. Um, yeah, huge fan. And very funny. On the first day when I saw it, uh, it was Othan Nicolaitis was actually talking to a gentleman. And I was like, oh, I want this uh, CNC. And the guy that he was talking to was like, oh, that's okay. Okay, you can have it. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you were already talking about it, then I don't want to like step in on anything. And he's like, no, 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 that's good. And he recognized me and I was like, oh, this is really cool. Turns out it was Azuardi Theorianto. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I nice. felt so bad for not recognizing him. Is Azuardi uh, uh, going to, he and I are going to do something cool um, mid February, I think, is when he said he was available. So, uh, he he drew a shikishi of Uzuri for me. It was like a you know big square uh, drawing for me uh, last year, and I he was like um, I can't remember how it came up. I it was a piece of his art, and I complimented it, and I don't remember how the back and forth went. But he was like, "Oh, I'm open. Just DM me." Uh, and I was like, "Oh, uh, well, I have an idea." So I DM'd him, and um, uh, long story short, he's going to be doing another shikishi for me, but. Uh, much more like personal custom one. So it's going to be, it's going to be really sweet. Cause, cause I was like, are you down with drawing non flesh and blood characters? And he's like, Oh yeah. And I'm like, okay, sweet. Uh, so, um, I'm commissioning him to draw one of my, um, uh, uh, project red zone characters or my original characters. So yeah, very cool on a Shikishi board. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be really sweet. It's going to go back, back over there. Um, is loving life right now. The amount of commissions he's done for Azalea stuff as well is just all over the place. It's just like mm -hmm. it's great to see that a lot, a lot of people have gravitated towards him for Azalea stuff as well because of the premeditate art, which I just, I just love to see that. Um, so yeah, it's just, yeah, he's great, he's fantastic. But all the artists are so shout out to them all. Um, yeah, but uh, every single artist that I've ever interacted with has been phenomenal um just yeah. very cool people uh, yeah the uh my spoiler card just immediately made me a fan of that artist um i believe her name is hold on let me, let me find the card i don't i don't, I don't want to misattribute uh the art Where am I trying to find it? uh yeah you know okay yeah i thought it was you know so you know wong and i looked her up she's not on twitter unfortunately but she is on uh art station uh, and she just does art for League of Legends and other stuff. Like, oh, just, sweet. just art for League of Legends. You find her and she's just like, here's a bunch of League of Legends art. Um, and it makes a lot of sense because, yeah, her art's like just fantastic. And that reminds me of several other artists. I think she's also from Indonesia. Uh, so like Crovius that I've worked with before, who's also helped me design characters, as well as Sylvia Meliani. Uh, both of them also do art for League of Legends. So I'm like, oh, that makes that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking at looking at um, Ina's art station now, it's like it's very red zone rogue, you know, very sort of anime style sort of stuff. So I can I can see why they gave you that card as well for that reason. Because um, I was like, when it was just me and you on the podcast, I was like, oh, it's got to be, it's got to be a waifu card. It's got to be a, have a, a a lady on it. And, and lo and behold, it definitely did. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they gave me the the best. Like they gave me the like best one. S, S they gave tier. Me S tier waifu best, you know, art in the set. So yeah. 
S tier holy thighball with bit of ass showing as well. Dude, know? she's like ripped as hell too. Like she does exactly. not skip, does not skip leg day no, or like or like exactly, abs day. Yeah. Like she's got like an eight pack almost, man. She's like She'd literally just like leg press me on her like this, you know, pure just leg press, pure strength. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah anyway. uh, uh, Squad rise up. Anyway, um. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I think that just about wraps it up. I do also actually just to um, round out the fact that we've been talking about legendaries. Uh, talk about the last legendary in the set very, very quickly. Just touch on it because it's a pretty straightforward card. Uh, Apex Bonebreaker yeah. is a brute arm legendary. Temper two, so. This this is competing for a spot with Gambler's Gloves. Like, just first and foremost, Gambler's Gloves is the brute arm. So this is sort of in that slot. But I think it's really cool. When this defends together with a card with six or more defense, create a... Or six or more attack, sorry. When this mm. defends together with a card with six or more attack, create a Might token. Yeah. So that obviously increases your next attack by a plus one. Uh, and you can block with it twice because it has temper. Yeah. Um, very cool. Yeah. Cool yeah, he, card. Brutes really didn't have much options for it, so like this is this is good that they have this. Um, yeah, good sort of tank up bridge uh, option. Um, um, we can we can speed run some other brute stuff because we didn't really talk about brute stuff. So mm-hmm. good good friend of the podcast, uh, Ian Kenderdine, spoiled a card called Knucklehead, which is the KO specialization. It's the KO hat. Um, mm-hmm. This one is a temper two block. Uh, action, destroy this, roll a six-sided die until end of turn. Your base intellect is the number rolled. Um, which is... Yeah, I love this. <laughs> which is doofy and uh, very much uh, up to, like, you know, traditional, Fine like, KO, KO kind of thing. So you could you could just draw six cards, which is cool. Um, In brute, which is wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, I apologize. I apologize to Ian because I've not seen the video. But this—that is absolutely—I've never—I haven't seen this card yet. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So if you roll a six, you get to draw six cards at the end of your turn. Yeah. 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 You do. But this is another uh, another universe or another another card where if you don't have gambler's gloves and you roll a one, it sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So th- this doesn't increase the number. This makes your base number that. So like Bill that said. If you if you get lower than a four, you're gonna be real sad. Um, so it's a fifty yeah. fifty. It's a fifty fifty chance that you that you're okay normal intellect. And then after that, it's yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But yeah, fifty percent of the time you're gonna be okay or better. Is is yeah. what it what it is. Yeah. And fifty percent okay. of the time you're gonna be very sad. If you fifty percent of the time sad. you're dated all or worse. If you get a one to three, you're yeah you're very sad. If you get a four, you're fine. Oh. If you get a five or six, you're happy. So actually, you have a you, you have, have a much high you have a much higher chance to be sad because you have three hits, right? One, two, and three yeah. to be sad, and then only a five or six to be happy, and then you have just the four. So yeah, uh, but this this card brilliant. I think feels even better than um, rolling a six on scabskins. To be fair, you know the funniest <laughs> yeah. thing would be would be like knucklehead draw six next turn, start off scabskins roll a one, like. <laughs> You're just dead. <laughs> You're just so. Oh my god! Like not what an awful experience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so Brutes yeah. really lived cursed lives. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to point that one out. Um, there's the Reinar specialization. So here's the Reinar hat. This one has battle worn. 
uh, but it only blocks for one. And it just says, uh, it's called Monstrous Veil. And it says, destroy this, draw a card, then discard a random card, go again. Um, I'm not as like high on this one. Maybe maybe some Reinar fans are pretty stoked on this. You know, you, you can get that Intimidate, right? Because um, you, yeah. you discard the six cards. But it's a random one. Um, I don't know why you'd run this over like Scowling Fleshbag, to be honest. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you probably run this because you're playing limited. That's my take on this card. Um, yeah, it's the block version of um, what's the the Arcane Barrier two one from yeah Crow. Skull Skullhorn Skullhorn yeah it's the like block version of Skullhorn basically yeah um, it is just a way to trigger a random discard effect um, it's just just strange that this oh, this would probably be too powerful if it said destroy this draw a card, then discard a card, rather than discard a random card. Probably be too good, wouldn't it? I don't know. Like they, It would be pretty good. They're, um, they're letting you do that with Beat Chest, so I don't know yeah, why they wouldn't yeah. do it here. I don't know. Yeah. But the funny thing is, about as well, about all the stuff that we've mentioned today, specializations, who benefits from that? Shiana! <laughs> I mean, you you can wear this with Shiana. If you, you if can. you do, you're a coward because you should be wearing Knucklehead instead. You should be um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, sh- you should actually be doing Knucklehead and not not the other one. Um, Knucklehead, knuckle- Victor's Shield, uh, Vincent's Whip. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. Somebody put together a like uh, a new edit of oh, oh, all so, of the, Someone uh, did. I, I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. 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 That's, and that's I, I, I to. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. yeah, of just all exactly. the really weird eclectic garbage that she can wear. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep, she's just she's just a trash panda. Um, yeah. Uh, so the she other got the scavenger. <laughs> and the other car, the other brute cards I wanted to point out are the weapons, and so these are both one-handed weapons, which is important because I really wanted to see what 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 one-handed weapons are going to give to Ko that weren't the claws, and so we have two. One of them is called Ball Breaker. It's a one-handed flail. It attacks for three, uh, costs two to attack with, and it says if you discarded a card with six or more attack this turn, it gets plus one. So this is potentially a two for four, which is like fine, right? You know, it's like a yeah. romp, romping club-esque kind of deal, but it's only a one hand, so you can do it with, with KO. And then there's the mini meat axe, which does exactly what it, you'd guess a meat axe would do. Uh, once per turn action, cost of two to attack. It only attacks for three. And it says when it attacks, draw a card, then discard a random card. And it is a one-hander. Um, both of these are rare. Neither of them are tokens or common, so you you do have to draft them in limited. Um, so, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's those those are the brute cards that I wanted to talk about. That's yeah, pretty good. I... That um, obviously Ko can't use two of these, but Reinar could use. Both weapons here, rather than the claws. Mm-hmm. If if you wanted to, you could yeah. run some weird and wacky. You can double ball break. Dub double ball you breaker. Double balls. Let's go. We actually don't know what the token brute brute weapons are yet. Actually, like we don't actually know yet. Uh, the only brute weapons we know are those two cards. Um, we do know what the token guardian weapon is. Um, mm-hmm. and it it's a uh, called high riser. It's a hammer that has a cost of three to attack. And it says if you've drawn a card this turn, it gets plus one. Um, doesn't feel yeah. great to be honest. <laughs> three, three for a four, conditional, or three for a three is just not great in my opinion. Um, but that—that's the token one, uh, high riser. Um, I'm, 
yeah, I'm very curious to see what the other token equipment pieces are. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I think I do want to point out uh, just very randomly and to, to interject here. Um, has anybody else noticed how horny the names of cards are in this set? Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, they're they're alluding, they're they're more, uh, uh, what's the word, sophomoreish, right? So you, you yeah, got, you, you got, well, no, no, you got, no, like 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 uh, high school jokes. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, there's yeah. ball breaker, Downtown. raw meat, pound yeah. town is another good one. Yeah, 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 raw meat's a good one. Um, pound town, yeah, here's 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 pound town. Oh, have you heard? Have you heard about Miller's grindstone? <laughs> <laughs> You can take him, take him to Pound Town. Um, yeah. Miller's got a big uh, grindstone. That's another good one. What's another? There, there are a few that are like it's mostly the equipment too that have like just randomly I, really. I do like Big Bop. <laughs> big Bop is good. That's that's yeah. not horny. That's just good though. Yeah, there's there's Big Bop. Vigor um, girth. Bigger girth. That's the yeah. one. Vigor girth. Yeah. Big like why why you gotta call it that? I I'm, I'm oh. not. I'm not, I'm not okay with that one. That's brilliant. <laughs> Bigger girth. <laughs> Bigger. Uh, it would have it would have been great if if um you got stadium centerpiece here. That would have been great if it was called stadium ring piece. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Bro. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, it's getting late. It's getting late for me, so I'm just going mental yeah. now. <laughs> I was I was about to say I think it's getting late for all of us. I think we should probably uh, look to wrap it up. That was a yeah. good conversation, though, about some of the, the cards that we're seeing in heavy hitters. Um, Most indeed, yeah. For uh, my Arsenal step, uh, just like a very quick one, because I did say that I was going to mention why I was absent from the last podcast, and then we just hopped straight into it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was on vacation for about a week, uh, just over a week. And uh, there are a bunch of storms right now on like the West Coast and specifically in like Calgary. Um, I'm not from Calgary. For those of you who who don't know me, uh, mm. from the spectators, I'm in Manitoba, which is uh, in smack dab in the middle of Canada. But the initial flight that I was supposed to take was routed through Calgary from uh, California. I was in California for a little bit, and uh, so my flight that was supposed to be on Saturday got canceled. And the earliest available flight uh, after that was Monday. So uh, my girlfriend and I had to just kill two additional days that we weren't anticipating uh we were stuck in like we were stuck in calgary or in uh, california which is not a terrible place to be stuck in especially like when i checked mm. the uh the temperature differential i think it was 60 degrees at the time in california which is like cold for them uh but in calgary at the time it was minus 40 uh these are yeah. both fahrenheit by the way um Ugh. so it was a 100 degree fahrenheit temperature differential <laughs> it's wow. like so so here it's like frozen over because i'm also uh west coast and it's like 20 degrees right now um mm -hmm. with freezing rain yeah um how's that work yeah. 20 degrees of freezing rain what the hell uh 20 degrees fahrenheit so that's like below yeah. zero. oh right okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. um so that was uh, that was what I was up to. It was very very fun, um, but uh, yeah. Outside of that, uh, I am glad to be home and glad to be back on the podcast. <laughs> glad to have glad to have you back. Um, yeah, amen. My 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 Arsenal steps pretty quick. I've just been playing more video games lately because uh, we've been snowed in. I've been working on content, but also just playing a lot of video games. Uh, and I've I was like, you know what? I want to go finish 
some games that I never finished, but I, I got really close. Um, so I went back and luckily the, the, my save files transferred for these games from my PS4 to my PS5, but I went back and I finished Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, Ghosts of Tsushima, and um, those are the two big ones that I actually like finished over like the last couple days. Um, both great games, both like really beautiful open world games where you just ride a horse around and just kill people, I guess, that are like yeah. loose, super loosely historically based. Um, in both cases, they take a lot of liberties on a lot of stuff, but I that's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like an Assassin's Creed game. The, the charm is just to be like, oh, look at me, I'm just running around doing dumb, dumb stuff. Um, so yeah, those, those are enjoyable. Uh, I will say between the two, um, yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2's story is like really good. Um, mm -hmm. It's got a really good story, and uh, for folks who know, well, I guess people don't really know this all that much about me. But I, I was I was born in Wyoming, so like the whole like cowboy aesthetic, while not uh, something I partake in these days because uh, I live in Portland, Oregon, uh, something something that I'm very much aware of and grew up with. So uh, it's I don't know, it's got, it's got this like loose personal connection. Um, yeah, it's just really good. Yeah. I like stories where there's no clear cut good guys or bad guys. Everyone's just a person and all people have shades mm -hmm. of gray. And it's a story that's very much, very much like that. So it's good. Nice. It's also depressing because I already know what happens and, you know, because um, I've I, I played the first one as well. But so. recommended yeah, for uh, one of the most popular games of the past decade, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 from me. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, you're 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 speaking you're speaking to the right person because I've never played those games, even though they're rock star games and they're very very well received. I still have never played them. Um, so. An incredibly good story, yeah. It's just yeah. good. The gameplay is also pretty good too. The, the controls are a little weird, like going from other games to them, like. You tap X to run and hold X to run. Mm. It's just weird controls. Yeah, Whereas like other games, a GTA thing though, isn't it? Yeah, it's just that's it's just weird. Because with other games, you would yeah. just like press the stick in and then they just they just auto run. But this one, you have to. So it's, it's like weird going from like Ghost of Tsushima to to Red Dead. Mm. The controls are just like all they're just weird. Um, yeah. Yeah, but still good. Nice. Um, and like I won't spoil anything, but like. The epilogue is like 20 hours long. It's insane. The oh, yeah. game is insanely big. Like, yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything else if you just haven't played it for whatever reason. Because <laughs> the really spoilers mean. are worth not being spoiled on. Let me put it that way. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's my arsenal step. How about you, Az? Nice. Um, I've just been playing uh, Baldur's Gate still. Um, my my new save file, which is based on a, a character that I've had done recently, which will be revealed soon, um, was uh, has now surpassed my Azalea playthrough when I basically made an Azalea character. So Ooh. my my Demiana playthrough, which is the the character's name, has now has now surpassed that game, and I've done so much more in the actual Baldur's Gate city. Um, completed a few other character quest lines in different ways, and um, yeah, just 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 got getting a lot more, getting a lot further into it. I'm maximum level now as well, so I'm just owning everything. Astarion is just absolutely rinsing people, even in combat. He's just got dual wielding 
I think it's the knife that you get from killing his main questline boss. Uh, that knife is mental. Um, and when he becomes the thing at the end, it's just like, yeah, he's just pure OP. Um, so, yeah, focus on that storyline quite a lot. But, yeah, I've just been playing that again, really, just, just to pass some time. Um, and that's pretty much it. No, not really much flesh and blood stuff going on at the moment because it's still spoiler season. I just want to start cracking those packs and building those decks and those heroes, really. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I yeah I will I will not be doing much like physical flesh and blood playing or anything until like probably like mid February when I'm back from Japan because yeah assuming the weather is not terrible and I can actually fly there this weekend I'm going to California for the Shadowverse LCQ uh, the last chance qualifier and then I have a week a week buffer and then the week after that I'm going to Japan uh, for basically a full week I'll be gone from. I uh, leave on a Wednesday and I come back on a Thursday or Tuesday. So yeah, almost a full week. Um, Sweet. But make sure you get some good videos. Make sure you get some good videos then while you're over there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it'll be it'll be a little tricky because uh, a lot of places in Akihabara don't let you film like inside. So yeah, that's true. Hey. So we'll, we'll see. I'm definitely gonna be doing a vlog, but uh, it might it might just be me standing outside of a card shop, being like, oh yeah, this card shop's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> Rather than going in the yeah, car. Yeah, it's funny because um, like I, I watch a, a, a YouTube channel called Metal Jesus Rocks, basically like a retro game collector, and he he does he goes to uh, Japan quite a lot, and he films inside the video game shops. So maybe it's just the card shops that maybe might not be allowed, sort of thing. Um, well, but... I I know for a hundred percent certainty, almost all the card shops in Akihabara don't allow it. There's only like a couple that do. Um, yeah. Uh, and a lot of places just generally don't let you, but I know some YouTubers do it anyway. Like, um, I watched one who did a thing. He actually went and took some card shops and he called it the ninja cam. And I think he just hid like a GoPro in his like shirt or something. Um, yeah, that's probably what I would do to be honest, but I'd probably be more eccentric about it. Wait, we're inside a card shop. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but no, yeah, that'd be good fun. Look forward to seeing whatever you, uh, pictures or whatever you do there interested to see that yep i've already started to officially plan a lot of stuff out like how i'm walking to the venue blah 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 blah, all, all that kind of all that kind of nice. stuff um the the ride from narita airport to akihabara is like an hour long though so i need mm. to plan that out a little bit a little bit more i might just take the train but i don't know well, we'll i'll i'm still planning that part out but yeah. we'll see Mm -hmm. yeah. trip to california this this weekend is going to be easy as cake though so uh oh yeah that, that'll be easy yeah. um well nice for you <laughs> yeah right, it's like a, it's like an hour flight i'm flying like first class it's like super chill and i used to live in california so it's, i don't know it'd be easy um but nice. japan is a whole other story <laughs> we'll see yeah anyway i think uh that will just about wrap us up for the week uh so we'll do a quick round table just to shout out all of our stuff and then call it there i am uh again the host of 
I guess, the host of this episode. I am Bill from the Spike Feeders. Uh, you can find me on uh, social media at BillTSF. You can also find me on YouTube at the Spike Feeders Fab. We do live edited gameplay content. We are going to be doing uh, stuff covering heavy hitters decks very shortly. Um, and yeah, if that's something that interests you, you should definitely check us out. And now alphabetically, we will go to Az. Yeah, so uh, I'm Az from uh, Go Again Gaming. Uh, no spoiler for me this season, unfortunately. Uh, or what seems, or what seems like no spoiler for me. Um, yeah, but um, you got yours like right away. <laughs> right away, bloody hell! I was back. I was coming back from Worlds Barcelona, and I basically did a hint as to what it would be. It seems like so long ago now, but um, yeah. can't wait to to get the heavy hitters stuff out there. But yeah, I'm Az from Goigan Gaming, Goigan Gaming AZ on Twitter, and um, yeah, stay tuned to my channel because I'm going to Hartford in a few weeks. That's going to be my next load of videos that's coming out. Uh, for SCG Con, which is going to be fun. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I'll be there and um, playing a lot of the aforementioned heavy hitters and may hopefully getting some cool sealed pools for Olympia. We'll see, because I definitely want to do that. Maybe pick up all the cards I need for it while I'm there, just on the, on, on the weekend, because that's probably when they'll be the cheapest, perhaps? Or, me or is that the most expensive? I don't know how it, how it goes. Uh, it probably, depends on probably how most expensive. <laughs> Yeah, it depends on how high people are on Olympia versus a different class. Right. Um, if there's a, a different hero that people are really hyping up, then it's possible that that will drive down the prices of Olympia stuff because people will be wanting the other hero stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you can get um, everything like good prices on stuff, then I don't see why not. Especially because yeah. you'll be opening stuff. You could trade things that are also increased in value sort of deal. Yeah. Um, we'll see. But... Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Yes. And then last and certainly not least, uh, Kel. Hello, I'm Kel. You can find me at uh, everywhere at Red Zone Rogue, um, and uh, I talk about card games. <laughs> that's about that's about that. Um, I have a really cool. Oh, I, actually, tomorrow I have a really cool interview with uh, Dave Gardner, the creator of a game that I've been really really excited for called Grim Path, which is a war game. Oh, yeah. TCG hybrid and uh, just saying that doesn't do it justice. It really, really feels like a war game. And one of the biggest parts is like when I was playtesting the demo that he sent me um, that like I cared about the minis more than I cared about the cards, which just says a lot. It's just really, really, really fun. Uh, and Dave is a video game industry veteran. So uh, he's a video game developer. Uh, so this is his first foray into card games. He's a super chill dude. We chat for like two hours Um and uh, just to give you a little bit of like, uh, you know, a clout, I guess, for 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 what he's done. If you're familiar with a game studio called Double Fine, you might be familiar with the games like Psychonauts and uh, Brutal Legend. Well, he worked on both of those games and a bunch of other stuff, too. So. Um, so, yeah, Dave, Dave is like a he he's a video game veteran, but this is his first foray into tabletop. So it's a, it's a really fun talk. So check that out tomorrow. Nice. Um, yeah, should definitely go check that out, everybody. Yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, I think that will just about wrap it up for today. Uh, so thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you, my lovely co-hosts, for joining me as always. Thank you, the listener or viewer at home, for hanging out with us. Uh, we always do appreciate um, your support. And yeah. uh, as a bit of engagement bait, uh, what is your favorite card from Heavy Hitters, and uh, why is it? Pound Town. <laughs> Why is it Frontline Scout?
Why is it Frontline Scout? Yeah, everybody uh, talk about how expensive Frontline Scout's going to be in the comments. Um, Ooh. But, going, uh, LL pod effect. Yeah, it's going It's going from 15 cents to 12 cents. Let's go. Whoa. Yeah, it goes down. <laughs> yeah. That's the LL pod effect, baby. Everything, yeah. as says, goes down in value. Yeah, they're like, oh, they're like, oh so yeah, trash. this card does suck. Oh yeah, it does yeah. suck. And so Holy hell. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but anyway, thanks again, everybody, for hanging out with us. Uh, stay well, stay safe, and we'll catch you all next week. Bye. Bye. As just accentuates all the trash cars. They just decrease in value afterwards. I, I absolutely Great. love the concept of as talks about a card and it goes down. <laughs> it goes down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, that's very funny.